Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Let's have some fun on a Wednesday. It's a hump day, baby. The week is already over, half over, and isn't that exciting? I have exciting news for tonight as well. What is that exciting news? I don't know. I actually didn't have anything planned specifically, but I'm sure it'll be an exciting show. What, Chris? We've got Southwest Airline pilots reportedly being hauled out of the cockpit half dead. That's exciting news. Xi Jinping and Vladimir Putin have plans to take over the world while the U.S. of gay has other plans. The feds raise the rates. Trump and Heavy D still going at it. The Air Force sucks. What a shock there. They're going after Republicans now. And pedophilia. Apparently, this is going to go mainstream, just like the Oracle told you it was going to go a long time ago. All that and a lot more. You know what I am going to do tonight? You know what? You know what you're listening to right here? You hear, you hear this? Is that coming through on the... Chris, does that come through on the microphone? See that? I do my own sound effects here on the show. I have all these older emails that I haven't gotten to. We're going to do this before. We're going to... Well, we've done this before. We're going to do this tonight. We're going to flip it over. We're going to start at the, yeah, we are, Chris. We're going to flip it over and we're going to start at the back. And we're going to start chopping away at some random questions. Why? Because all the news sucks today. Don't get me wrong. We're going to get to some news and, 
Heavy D's out there giving sit-down interviews, apparently the whole sitting out of the race thing and being above it all thing. I guess that was over. <laughs> and the walls are closing in on Trump. That's called whistling past the graveyard. He's not looking forward to any of it. He's horrified. He's just talking big. The walls are closing in. Ah, that's that idiot Joe Scarborough on The Morning Joe. He's horrified. Um, Donald Trump wants to be arrested. He wants to be mugshotted. There's word out now that he's actually asking for it. Why? It's going to guarantee a primary win, probably. Do you think Trump's worried about a quick arraignment for a bogus charge in New York City? Be serious. Anyway, I do want to do an update totally unrelated to any of this that's really freaking cool. And I hope it makes you feel good. Made me feel good. This is an email we got last week. This is what it said. Jesse, my son is considering smoking pot to get kicked out of the military. The good guys are leaving fast, and the filth has left him desperate. He's a good kid, doesn't drink, has always been hardcore anti-drugs, never in trouble. His misery now has him in a mindset to consider this. I I don't want him to hate himself later for the decision. What say you? We got an update from today. Friggin' cool. It said, Shogun, you helped me talk him off the ledge. I had given him the honor and commitment talk and told him to live his life from his deathbed. And she puts in parentheses, which I claimed is my own and gave you no credit (laughs) and have no regrets. Reiterating it in your own words had some profound effect. However, it happened. You changed the course of a young man's life. Thank you. I believe God has big plans for this guy. You have to hand it. uh, you, You have a hand in it. Mama sent me cassette recordings of Rush's radio show when I was young and dumb. She wanted to shore me. It worked, and I listened till his end. You're doing the same thing for the next two or three generations. But Rush never instructed us to be anti-communists. How the world might be different. The fight is real. Stay strong. The country needs you. We love you. Bless you good. How about that, man? That's freaking cool. That's Freaking cool. And by the way, on the whole, Rush was preaching anti-communism for 30 years. He just didn't call it anti-communism. Remember remember this. I was talking to my sons the other day about this. And we're going to get into the Fed and raising rates and all that other political stuff here in a second. But I was talking to my sons the other day about this. We were talking about not political stuff. We're talking about jobs and the economy. We'd gone by a construction site. And I was explaining, you know, it's good work. It's hard work. They make good money. And then we're just going over things. And we were talking about the economy and they were and, and the kind of world they're going to live in. And I was explaining to them, sons, your world, your problems, your challenges, your economy, it's going to be different than the one I had. The one I had is different than the one my father had, it's different than the one my grandfather had. Times change. And maybe you're sitting there because I'll tell you, I've been uh, full disclosure. For a few days, I have not actually been doing great. Now, I don't mean I don't mean down and out and and just, just sobbing in my Cheerios every single morning. But emotionally, with everything that's going on right now, every now and then it kind of hits me and it weighs on me about the state of the country and where we're going. And, and I just got I get into these uh, little mini funks now and then where I kind of just lament where we are. Maybe you're in one of those right now. Shoot, maybe you've been in one for a few years now. But maybe you're in one right now. You look around and look, I go, how much crap could I play you? I'm going to play it all tonight. You look at all the endless filth, and that's all you see is the filth. And you think, this sucks. And here's what happens to me. Maybe it happens to you. I will catch myself 
longing for older days, for days of the past. Don't we do that? I know I do. Look, maybe you don't. I do. Uh, my dad never had to deal with this. Oh, uh, it wasn't like this when I was a kid. Oh, the greatest generation, my grandpa's generation, they were better than, they never had to, they didn't have to deal with it. They didn't have to do this. They didn't have to see this. But here's the truth, Jesse, speaking of myself here. I am not here in the year 2023. What is it, Chris? March 22nd, is that the date? March 22nd, 2023. I am not here by accident. God could have put me in any period of time in history. He could have put me in the year 500 BC. He could have put me in the year in my dad's era if he wanted to. You are not here in this time by accident. This is the time you were given on purpose. This is the time I was given on purpose. And while it's still okay for all of us, to feel sad. I hope you feel some state of sadness for the condition of your country. I certainly do. I don't think we should ever wade too deeply into that and stay there. Because this is the period of time we've been given. Okay. We're surrounded by utter morons. We're led by morons. Our nation has lost its way. Apparently the financial system is about to go into free fall. And we could, ah, I wish, I wish for older days. It wasn't like this. I wish it was this. I would, well, wish in one hand, crap in the other and see which one fills up first, as the old saying goes. This is the era we've been given financially. Here's what happened today. I, look, you heard what happened. Here's Jerome Powell. At today's meeting, the committee raised the target range for the federal funds rate by a quarter percentage point, bringing the target range to four and three quarters to five percent. What do those words mean? I don't understand. What do those words mean? Well, as you probably know, if you listen to the show, the feds set the interest rate. We won't go into that. Anyway, the feds set the interest rate in this country because we still, it's not like we spent money. We always say this. We spent so much during COVID. Oh, during COVID, we spent so much. No, actually, we're still spending that much now. We spent so much and we're still spending so much. Because of government spending and government money printing and the idiotic COVID lockdowns, we have inflation. The Fed has to raise interest rates to get that inflation under control. They have to. We talked about this before today's announcement. We've talked about it a lot. Those interest rates have to go up. I don't want them to go up. You don't want them to go up. I have a mortgage payment just like you have a mortgage payment. I I don't want interest rates to go up because raising interest rates will result in bank closures. It will result in a recession. However, that's the preferable path to the other one. The other one is the value of the dollar continues to freefall. We're already in double-digit inflation easily. Now, that's the one they tell us about. What are we at, 14% now, I believe, in the last two years? You're 14% poorer now than you were two years ago. That's crazy, but it is where we are. That has to stop. The only way that stops is the Fed jacking interest rates up. The banks started to have some problems. A couple of them closed. The other one said, oh, no, we're going to close. Save us. And they told the Fed not to raise rates. One of them was even calling for the Fed to cut rates, which is insane. It's insane. 
That's a long way of me telling you this. We had a bad day. Interest rates should have gone up more than that. I don't like that, but they should have gone up more than that. The Fed got intimidated and backed off because the banks were calling for less. So they backed off. Oh, we'll go under. And now what's going to happen is our inflation numbers are going to get worse. And then they'll have to raise it even higher at some point in time. There aren't always great solutions. I don't have one now either. Let's get to some emails. Jesse, I've been thinking about picking up some silver for some time. You pushed me over the cliff and I couldn't be happier. Krista at Oxford is amazing. Anyway, thank you for being you. Oh, and I want a T-shirt that says, what, Chris? Extra large. He says his name is Stu. Hey, listen, I know you know about Oxford Gold. You know about where we're going financially. I just laid it out for you. You know you need some gold and silver in your IRA and 401k because you need to protect your portfolio. There's nothing you can do to protect it but call Oxford Gold. I want you to get gold and silver delivered to your house as much as you can get too. But, man, I love how laid back they are because if there's one thing I don't do and one thing I just can't stomach, it's the used car salesman sales pitch. Even when I was selling, I was selling RVs, I could never do that thing. Oh, my gosh, buy today. It's awful. You don't get that from Oxford. Thank you to Krista at Oxford, to all of you at Oxford for how well you treat my people, the Jesse Kelly Show family. Give them a call Uh, now, please, because we've got some bumpy times coming. 833 nine nine five gold now is the time to call that number eight three three nine nine five gold tell oxford jesse told you to call man they'll take care of you i promise we'll be back you're listening to the oracle you're gonna love this one it's a scream baby the jesse kelly show it is the jesse kelly show and i am getting ready to blast away at team desantis here pretty quickly I'm sure they'll love that. Look, I've told you before, you can can save your emails. You can send them. I don't care. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. I'm not on your team. Well, actually, I am on your team. I'm not on one of the two major candidates' teams. I'm not on Team Trump. I'm not on Team DeSantis. I don't know who I'm voting for yet. I am going to wait and see who runs a better campaign. I am going to stand on my own team. I'm on Team Me. I'm scared to death, to be honest with you, about what's happening in my country. And I want both of you to go earn my vote. To this day, nobody has earned my primary vote yet. I am going to sit here and I'm going to blast them when I see screw-ups. I think Heavy D screwed up. I think he screwed up big time. Why? Well... He went on Piers Morgan, and he had some things to say that were fine. Those are, these are fine things. I think you could beat Biden? I think so. So you're running them? No, I didn't say that. I just said I think I could. Said he could beat Biden? Okay. No, no, I'm not running. I said he could beat Biden. Of course, he's asked about Trump and Trump's nicknames for us and things like that. What's your favorite nickname that Trump's given you so far? Is it Ron, Ron de Sanctimonious or Meatball Ron? <laughs> well, I can't, I can't, uh, I don't know how to spell de Sanctimonious. I don't really know what it means, but I, you know, I kind of like it's long. It's got a lot of vowels. I mean, so we go with that. That's fine. You know, you can call me, you can call me whatever you want. I mean, just as long as you, you know, also call me a winner. Okay. And then he goes on to talk about this is clearly a shot at Trump. And that, look, we already know how Trump is going to attack Heavy D. It's how he's already attacking him. He's going to call him establishment. 
He's going to say he's backed by Paul Ryan and Jeb Bush. He is going to, in my opinion, this part is a huge mistake. He's going to call him Lockdown Ron. That's 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 the part that's going to put me over the edge. But he's laying out the ways he's going to attack him. You can tell early on the strategies they're going to use on each other. The strategy Ron DeSantis is going to use on Donald Trump is a personnel strategy. It's going to be one of his main attacks. He's used it already before when he goes to the media. He's gone to the media and said, hey, look at the leaks I haven't had. My administration was tightened up, no leaks. What is that? Why would you bring up something like that, no leaks? Because Donald Trump's administration leaked like a sieve. He's going to try to create a contrast there. And he's definitely going to bring up Fauci. Fauci, if you were to pull Dr. Fauci's name, uh, not name recognition, but if you were to pull his approval rating amongst Republican primary voters, it's probably hovering just below chlamydia. It's not very good at all. So he's going to blame Trump for not firing. What are the differences between you? Well, I mean, I think there's a few things. I mean, obviously, you know, the the approach to COVID was different. I mean, you know, I would have fired somebody like Fauci. Uh, I think that he got way too big for his britches, and I think he did a lot of damage. Uh, I also think just in terms of my approach to leadership, you know, I get personnel in the government who have the agenda of the people and share our agenda. If you bring your own agenda in, you're gone. We're just not going to have that. So the way we run the government, I think, is no daily drama, focus on the big picture, and put points on the board. And I think that that's something that's very important. Okay, so where, why, why do I think he screwed up? What's my, my criticism here? There's something I've been trying to teach my sons. And I'll be frank with you. I don't know that I'm a good father. Probably not. I try and I, I uh, sometimes maybe I'm putting things on them they can't do, but I, I try to teach them things like taking the temperature of the room. It's a critical thing that I want. It's a skill I want them to have. I don't know if I can teach it to them or if I can't, but I want them to have it. This is going to be about the Santas here in a moment, but it was, what was it? A couple nights ago, you know, the wife had surgery last week. She's still recovering. She's getting along fine. Thank you for your prayers. But in pain on occasion and having to move around and in in some pain and was very clearly in some pain talking with me and the boys in the kitchen. And at that point in time, one of my sons chose to needle her a little bit in a totally joking way. It wasn't disrespectful. He wouldn't do that. Plus, I'd crush him if he did that. But it was it was he chose to needle her. When she just kind of got done explaining she's not doing that well. And I yanked him aside and I said, take the temperature of the room. Do you think that was a good time to make a little crack like that? Ron DeSantis sitting down with Piers Morgan when he's held fire so much on Trump, sitting down with Piers Morgan and blasting Trump. Look, all those arguments were fine. I don't care about them. I'm not offended on Trump's behalf or anything else. But when you sit down with Piers Morgan on the week where the story in the United States of America is Trump being persecuted by the legal, by, by the Justice Department of this nation, it's really bad timing. I'm not saying you had to go out there and powder Trump's butt for him. I know it's a primary and they're going to blast away. But sometimes 
sometimes holding fire, waiting for the opportune time, is better than firing away. How do you go sit down with Piers Morgan right now? Because it looks terrible. It, the timing of that is terrible. And this is another reason why I want Trump and Evie D to fight it out in a primary. I think that's a bonehead move. And that's the kind of thing he's got to get better at. He's got to get better at timing. Trump just has better timing sometimes with things. Sometimes Trump's timing can be ham-fisted and stupid. But Trump has better timing when it comes to these things. When to pounce, when not to pounce. I think that was a mistake. I think it was dumb. All right. Let's talk about Xi Jinping and Vladimir Putin. But we will address this Trump indictment in New York City here next. Let's give you an update on that. First, let me try to do this for you. Do you have any idea what my pillow all-season slippers normally cost? They're incredible because they took forever. Mike Lindell, God bless him, took forever to design the greatest slippers, indoor-outdoor, the greatest slippers ever. Do you know what they normally cost? $149.98. That's pretty penny for a slipper, is it not? They're worth it, but that's pretty penny. You ready with the credit card? You ready to do your Christmas shopping in March? They're $25 right now. That's $120 in savings. They even limit how many pairs they'll allow you to buy. They will sell out, and they will sell out quickly. Go get your all-season slippers now. MyPillow.com, promo code JESSE. MyPillow.com, promo code JESSE, or call 800-845-0544. Don't wait on that one. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to fifteen hundred dollars again sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and game sense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park that's 1-800-GAMBLER For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. 
I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on a Wednesday. Chris, do you have, you have a problem with the old wacky tobacco? I feel like you play that song a lot, and I can't help but feel like Tom Petty was talking about the devil's lettuce and not some woman named Mary Jane, Chris. No, Chris, he's not longing after a lost love. We're on to you, hippie. We're all aware of hippie Chris now. I wonder if weed is kosher, Chris. Dear Jesse, you're smarter than I am when it comes to politics. But my gut tells me Trump won't be indicted or fingerprinted to have a mud shot taken. I think this is another distraction, albeit a big one, and the New York leftist bullies have overplayed their hand. What well, It depends on what you mean by overplayed their hand. Here's, here's the truth. And actually, I want to echo my buddy Dave Marcus, who said this first, but I'm going to steal his work and pass it off on my own. Trump being indicted and arrested in New York, it's great. For Alvin Bragg in New York, and it's great for Donald Trump. It doesn't hurt Donald Trump at all. There's a headline here from The Guardian. Trump wants to be handcuffed for a court appearance in Stormy Daniels' case. Of course he does. If you're being politically, politically persecuted, and he is, you want your followers to be as wrapped up in that as they can be, and you want people to be angry about that so they will stand with you. Headline, second headline, Trump surges in polling ahead of possible arrest. Look, let's not sugarcoat things here. This is terrible for America. Terrible for America. This is this is the beginning of what will be a regular thing, arresting Republicans. But as far as the campaign goes for 2024, this nothing could possibly have been better for Donald Trump. It's wonderful for him. It's wonderful for Alvin Bragg. Alvin Bragg's going to be a celebrity in Democrat circles now. Someone emailed in. I, I don't have the email, so I'll take credit for it and act like I came up with it. Then you're going to see Alvin Bragg on late night comedy shows like Stephen Colbert as well. Of course you will. Alvin Bragg's brand just shot through the roof. And guess what else Alvin Bragg is going to do? Chris, go ahead and write this one down. Sorry, New York. Go ahead and write this one down. Alvin Bragg is going to write a book. He's not only going to write a book, 
He's going to write a book, and the system, as a reward for his actions taken against the system disruptor, Donald Trump, they're all going to buy his book. They're going to have him on their shows to promote it. They're going to make sure Alvin Bragg's book is a bestseller. Chris, please write that one down because that one's going to be a doozy. Now, there's nothing worse than somebody who just writes a book and then tries to promote it all the time. Have you heard me do that with the Anti-Communist Manifesto? This book that I wrote that's out, it's available for pre-order now and it comes out in June about the history of various parts of American communism and how we fight back. Have you heard about that book, the Anti-Communist Manifesto? No, you haven't. I haven't even brought it up. Did I tell you to go pre-order it today at jessekellybook.com? What, Chris? Did I say go to jessekellybook.com and pre-order it? No, I wouldn't because that's beneath me. But Alvin Bragg will, Chris. <laughs> Alvin Bragg will. Here's the head of the EPA. We're doing well. Why did you set the targets below what it uh, was? the industry was already creating? Well, I think that when we look at the, the lack of progress that have been made in the previous years, we had to go back and do the homework of a previous administration and catch up for 2020, 21, and 22. So we're looking at 20. Now we're looking at uh, set rules in the future. We're trying to set these volumes for multiple years so that we can create some certainty uh, in this space for the industry, which is what the industry has requested that we do. Well, I'm talking about 2023, though. You're setting the amount below 3.1 billion gallons, which is what the industry capacity is already at. Why did you set the biomass goal below what the capacity is already at right now? I'll take a look into sort of how to answer okay. that question accurately. I'll look into how to answer that question accurately. Oh, okay. We're doing well here. Anyway, why are we falling on hard times? Let's ask the Secretary of State. Of course, as you know very well, we've had an almost perfect storm that's built up uh, between um, climate change, between COVID, <laughs> and of course conflict, and now exacerbated dramatically by Russia's aggression against oh Ukraine. We're in so much trouble. Let's get to some emails. The, uh, the Mighty Jesse, the other day when you said, where are the red AGs, I cheered and yelled as loudly as I could. It said, I granted I did this while driving and couldn't imagine what that looked like from another vehicle. I've been saying this for years. Look, this is what drives me crazy. Here we are. It's Wednesday. We had this impending indictment of Trump announced over the weekend. Not a single red state AG anywhere has indicted a Democrat in response. You know that that's the only thing that will stop any of this, right? Nothing else will stop it. Not a protest, not pointing out their hypocrisy, not pointing out the weaponization of, of the office. Nothing stops the communist because the communist is a religious zealot. So nothing stops him but fear and pain. You think Alvin Bragg, do you think he's been ashamed for the past few days? Listen, all these people know was fear and pain. Theirs is a religion of destruction. They believe they are the good guys and that they must burn everything to the ground. They believe burning everything to the ground is a mission from their communist god. You cannot dissuade people like that by pointing out their hypocrisy. You can't dissuade people like that by angry articles or protests or anything like that. The only chance you have to back them off is to sting them back. 
It's the only chance you have. And not one Republican in America has announced that. And maybe I understand. Look, maybe right now you're sitting there saying, Jesse, I don't like that. That's not who we are. Jesse, what are we going to do? Jesse, we can't do that. Well, let me explain something to you. If, quote, that's not who we are, then it's over. Because, again, Alvin Bragg is not the end. Alvin Bragg indicting and arresting Trump in New York City is not the end. This is the beginning. This is the blueprint other blue state AGs will use. You think it's just New York today? Ah, Jesse, it's New York. That's how we do it. This will be California. This will be Oregon, Washington, Massachusetts. This is going to be the path forward for the United States of America. That's just the way it's going to be until these people are too scared to do that. Now, we don't want them scared of physical violence. We want to stay legal so we keep our butts out of prison. We need legal aggression. We need to advocate for more aggressiveness, more anti-communism, but we need that anti-communism to come from our elected positions of power. We need our elected leaders to use their power against our enemies because our enemies are never going to back off until they are stung. But they haven't done it. No one has even acted like they're even remotely interested in it. So this never ends until that changes. Now, I've got some pushback because people are mad about me telling them not to protest. Not to protest. Don't go to New York City and protest. Don't go to New York City and protest. And here's one, I understand where you're coming from. And two, I understand that the right, the right wants to go protest. They see the communist street monsters and they want to go out there and do protesting in that way. Make their voices heard. Let their anger out. Allow me to explain why you need to wait on that. You ready for this? Hang on. This is the Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. I'm going to catch some walleye. I miss walleye. You never had walleye, Chris? As much as you people eat fish, you've never had walleye? No, let me tell you something. I don't even like fish, and I don't like walleye particularly either. But if you're going to eat crappy fish, walleye is a good one to fish. We used to go fishing up in Canada. Oh, my gosh. We'd pull some of the biggest walleye out of there. It was so awesome. Dang it. I'm never going again because of all the vaccine stuff. But even still, <laughs> I quit. Focus. It's the Jesse Kelly Show. You can email the show. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. All emails are welcome. I got this email. I got, I've gotten some like this. That's part of the job. Whatever. Jesse, you are wrong about Trump. How can you espouse communists never giving up and staying the course on all fronts and then throw Trump under the bus by suggesting pro or for, for suggesting protests? It's not Trump that threw the January 6th people in jail. It's a corrupt and evil DOJ with an axe to grind. I get what you're saying, but don't you understand? He's the, okay, well, let's, let's stop. Let's stop. Let's stop. One, you're right. He didn't throw anyone in jail. It's a corrupt and evil DOJ, FBI, Capitol Police. You're, you're right. Trump didn't do that. It's not Trump's fault. And Trump called for them to be peaceful. 
I'm not blaming him for any of that. My criticism was this. My criticism was calling for more protests about his arrest after you saw what happened to the last people who did that for you in a blue area. The DOJ is still corrupt, still evil. New York City, you're going to get the exact same welcome that you got in Washington, D.C. last time you showed up there. Do you know that right now, as we speak, there are Antifa guys who've already ordered their MAGA gear online, and they're going to be decked out looking like a Trump fan when the day comes to try to entrap you? They're probably already working with their friends at the FBI. They're salivating at it. But but pause on this for a moment. I know you want to protest. And I understand why the right wants to protest. Why? Because we watch their street animals protest every daggone thing. Why can't we protest? We should protest. We're mad. We're mad. Pause on that for a minute. Have you ever wondered? Have you ever wondered why large organized crime organizations? This is going to be about all this. Just hang with me. Why large organized crime operations will stay out of cities where a smaller, weaker organized crime operation exists. Have you ever wondered that at all? Did ever crossed your mind? You'll hear, you'll read about, uh, the Gambino family, 500 soldiers. And then you'll look at some small city somewhere. Uh, Milwaukee. Now, Milwaukee has its own mafia and they kind of work with the New York five families. But anyway, let's say Milwaukee didn't have a mafia family. Or, or let's say they weren't already working with the Gambinos, all right? So there's Milwaukee, and you have a Milwaukee crime family, and they didn't work with New York families. They were just a smaller organized crime family. Well, if you're the Gambinos, why wouldn't you just throw 200 soldiers in the car and drive down to Milwaukee and take the place over, and then it's all yours? Why doesn't that happen? You never see that happening. Why doesn't it happen? Very rare. Well, here's why. The real power of organized crime in any given area, whether we're talking about the Russian mob, the Italian mob in Italy, New York's five families, Mexican cartels, wherever you are, the real power is not necessarily in the guns and the number of soldiers you have. The real power comes from how much of the government you have bought off and bribed. Why don't 200 Gambino soldiers drive down to Milwaukee to take over that smaller family? They have the numbers. They could kill them all. They do, but they don't have the local judges. They don't have the cops. They don't have any of the systems of government in place. And if they rolled in there trying to do that, they'd all just get swept up and put in jail. That's why. In Mexico, the cartels, you know one of the main assassins they use? They use the police force. They're not going to go in themselves, although they do go in themselves. But they'll they'll wait and find out when you're out to dinner, and they'll call their cop friends, and the cops will swoop in there, totally official, badges, lights flashing. They'll arrest you. Stand up, Mr. Pedro. You're being arrested. And then he's going to drive you outside of town, and he's going to fire a bullet into your face and leave you in a ditch somewhere. That's why you, person on the right, cannot go protest like one of the communists. The street communists you've been watching run amok forever. Antifa, Black Lives Matter, all of them. You've watched these people run amok forever, and it's created this anger inside of you, and you want to do the same, 
but they're only able to do that because they took over all the seats of political power first. Why would you be arrested if you go to New York City, but they wouldn't be arrested? You hear this all the time. Why aren't you arresting them? Well, the New York City City Council, mayor, DA, they all work on the same team. They took seats of local political power first. Then came the firebombing of New York City cop cars. You want to be some radical street uh, protester? Or, I know you, you probably just want to be a peaceful street protester, and that's what you should be. But you want to go out there and do that? That's advanced politics. You're talking about running in politics when the right is still learning how to crawl. Instead of driving to New York City and protesting, instead of going into the city and protesting, why don't you go run for school board somewhere? Why don't you get involved in a city council spot? You want to go out there and protest? You want to go wave that flag? Make some noise on the street? Why don't you take over your local city government so you can make sure 10 years from now when you do want to take to the streets so you'll make sure you have the positions of political power that will offer you protection? We're in such a dangerous place right now as a nation not because of the, of the vile street communists on the bottom. We're in a dangerous place as a nation because the vile street communists on the bottom are protected from up on high by the positions of power. I should be able to protest. Okay, good. Go win your school board. I want to pray. It's my God-given right. Yeah, okay. Well, you can say that all day long. You're, they're going to throw you in the clink for the rest of your life. Take positions of power first. The protests come later. You can't run before you've even learned how to walk. The right doesn't even know how to walk politically yet. The left has been doing this for decades. Crawl first, local elections, all right? Now we have Xi Jinping and Putin. Oh, gosh. Hang on. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick 
and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.